Hey everybody, welcome to the bloody awesome movie podcast spoiler app for Malignant, the new James Wan film. I'm John Burke from BurkeReviews.com and with me as always is the Kingsman to my statesman, Matt Hudson from WhatIWatchTonight.co.uk. Matt, how's it going, sir? Very good, my friend. I'm looking forward to telling me how much you love this film again. So we are going to be talking full (laughs) spoilers for Malignant. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop the podcast right now. Go back, listen to our spoiler-free review, make a decision if you want to suffer through, or, as Matt says, enjoy Malignant, which is both in theaters and streaming on HBO Max, uh, at least here in the States, where we have HBO Max. Um, Mm -hmm. Not to rub it in. Uh, But we're going to get into spoilers from this point. So you have been warned. Here we go. All right. So immediately, my big concern with... I, I just realized McKenna Grace was in... Uh, this movie, I forgot yep. that she's uh, <laughs> yeah. in Um So, I have a lot of issues with this film. Uh, Gabriel, uh, the big spoiler, the big spoiler we have to get out of the way is that it is a conjoint twin that was far from a traditional conjoint twin, right? Like, it is a monstrous yes. looking conjoint twin. There's a term for it which i can't remember but yeah it's somebody it's a conjoined twin which is they they say parasitic in the film but yeah but it's not inside they push it inside well yeah exactly um they saw off arms the fact that she has not have severe scarring that nobody's ever noticed that she's had like arms removed from her back bigger head (laughs) right enough uh, enough skull that she, i mean her hairstyle has not changed for 20 years (laughs) as we see her childhood picture to her adult picture but um she her her twin has been shoved in the back of her head. Her abusive boyfriend shatters her skull, freeing the monster. Um, I'm okay with parts of that story, right? But we see the end. There's a lot of like body horror where we see like the the surgery removing it and and whatnot. And um, it has now become a killer. I'm willing to concede a few things. One that because they have a mental link that he can create like a fictional world which is coolly visualized in the film i think that's one of the best parts of the movie is the visualization of her mind prison if you will that she doesn't know it's a mind prison we don't know it's a mind prison until way later in the movie what we're seeing but we see it multiple times i think that's cool i'm willing to even concede that when gabriel takes over that he can like break her bones and change it i'm going to cite as a precedent to that split and glass right? Mm -hmm. He believes himself to be a beast. He becomes beast-like. He can do things that defy the odds. Where I have some issues with their double mumbo-jumbo, quoting Blake Snyder, one, why does it control electricity? With the flickering lights, do you mean? Yeah, well, it, it seems to be able to, like, take out the lights completely. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Now, while I'll concede that it maybe can move its bones, uh, in, like, like turn her arms inside out essentially i don't think the movement of the creature makes sense to that like it's jumping (laughs) around like a superhuman right like it's moving and flying around in ways that don't make sense then there are little things that annoy me its obsession with its clothes and knife make zero sense to the character like it goes out of its way to retrieve its trench coat from the police station once like, if you want to argue with me that at the beginning of the movie, it's it's hiding, fine. At that point, it's no longer hiding, so it doesn't need the trench coat. It is, like, 
of like I am Neo from the Matrix and I must have my coat. Like it's ridiculous levels of of silliness, which I again I will concede it's Jason going for his mask, it's Mike Myers going for his his mask, whatever. It just feels contrived and not not well thought out. And the knife too, because it has like an attraction to that particular weapon, but there's no reason for it. You know what I mean? Like Mike Myers grabs the butcher knife. Jason Jason really is pretty multitask, but he the machete the machete is his go to weapon. I think you could argue. Yeah. Um, but this like the trophy. I get why he used the trophy in the first kill, and the fact that he would then convert it to a knife. I guess cool, but it's not necessary, and it's not like like the surgery was performed with that utensil. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like... It's not, really, it's not like emotional link, if you will, or tied to right. that weapon, I guess. To, yeah. to go out of its way to retrieve it is what I'm... You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't really add up. I, again, if you want to quote... You, you definitely can cite other slashers where that is the case. Like, the killer doesn't need that particular weapon, but it keeps going for it. Fine. It doesn't make it good in any of those scenarios, though, mm. right? Just because it's been done doesn't mean it's good. A lot of no, no, yeah. things have been done. So um, those things all annoyed me. And that's where I come back. I did say this in the, the non-spoiler episode. A lot of the story feels like a bunch of other stories stitched together. Like maybe there was one movie very lights out esque, where like the creature controls electricity. Like, yeah, yeah, this creature controls electricity. But why? Like, yes, shock treatment is part of the backstory, but not in a way that makes sense for it to have like developed superpowers. Because again, th- she calls it a devil and I think there is supposed to be some ambiguity as to whether or not this thing is demonic or not. But I feel like we're, it's not supposed to be. I feel like it's supposed to just be this like twisted, like I think James Wan saw the 1998 episode of South Park with the conjoint twin thing. <laughs> and was like, Hey, what if this was more of a horror movie? And we got part of the script from that. Like, cause it, it really does feel like that's so much of it is that conceit. I could have seen a much more compelling psychological thriller where a lot of it still plays out. There could still be the somewhat supernatural, like it's living in the back of her head kind of thing, but um, where you don't go for like so much of the slasher, like, cause he, like when he eats the chair at the, uh, the, the cops in the, like that whole battle sequence, (laughs) like there's like an epic fight scene that really doesn't make sense. Like I don't, and it also looks pretty bad because, like, that's the scene where um, Annabelle Wallace's eyes are looking at us from the back of its skull. Um, like, the whole prison break sequence. And, again, all the stereotypical ladies in the prison holding cell, mind you. It feels like it's in a prison movie, but it's not a prison. It is a holding cell at the, the police station that is full of stereotypical criminal characters who also go out of their way to be stereotypical criminals like they're like ah, i'm so angry that you're in here like rich white girl who doesn't have a reason to be here like it's so preposterous and sad uh so those are my big criticisms there are some fun stuff i already gave a lot of compliments about the visuals and stuff in the non-spoiler app, but matt dispute me or add anything you would like to the spoiler content <laughs> i mean uh, you know you know i was up on this film because i enjoyed the experience but I, i'm i am honest enough to say that i don't really disagree with again much of what you say like the prison cell sequence was problematic in the sense that it even if the film was going for that kind of camp cheesy vibe which i, I think it was personally i still think that prison cell scene is you know, problematic or just badly conceived. Like you say, there's every single stereotype under the sun in there and it's, it ain't good. But, um, yeah, 
why can he why can they create uh sorry um mess around of electricity god knows he just can do i, I have no idea you know, that didn't even appear i had no idea about that during the film it didn't even come to me during it as to why why why, why is this be able to you know mess around with the the lights i just thought well it's a horror film that's what happens but when you step outside of this bubble that this film has created then yes that that is that is quite strange you know it's a parasite it's she isn't possessed by a supernatural um entity it's just you know it's 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 a fetus that you know unformed fetus which is attached to a head Mm. that can't it shouldn't be able to mess with the lights but it does uh but again i'm fine with that the um the weapon yeah i agree that there was no emotional tie necessarily of course it was taken from the office of the doctor that performed the surgery so it's kind of like a revenge weapon and then there's obviously some sort of sadistic glee that the weapon actually killed the awfully acted doctor with she's going to carry on using that it just happens to also be shaped like a massive blade which is thankful but um the chair yeet was hilarious uh and that the the police station scene which is the scene which is everyone's talking about and it's the most memorable horror scene of the year one of them is absolutely bonkers crazy it is just a blood fest a gore fest it kind of makes up for the lack of tension or scare or dialogue or acting ability in the rest of the film in that one kind of mental it's not even like it's 30 seconds this goes on for a while it's it's carnage uh, and it ends with yeah like the most uh, unbelievable yet superb kind of quarterback throw i've ever seen in a horror film and it just completely just wastes these two people <laughs> so um that was fun but um yeah like i said i it was more the experience for me. This, you mentioned on the main show, you had beer and pizza with your buddies and watched um, Big Trouble in Little China. This is a beer and pizza film for me. This is the kind of film where, you know, there are moments where, you know, when when he goes into, when he when he's chasing Gabriel, and he's into, going into his lair, and at this time we don't quite know why Gabriel runs backwards, because um, my friend actually texted me during it yeah. and said, why does he run like this? But I wasn't going to say, I wasn't saying a word, You because I knew that, eventually Gabriel emerges from the back of Annabelle Wallace's cranium to take over, take over from her. And so I can see people seeing that as a, as a moment of kind of tension or atmosphere. Um, and that's a beer and pizza moment for me, but I don't know what it was. My friend, it was the mystery kept me going. I'd like, unlike you, I didn't really clock at the beginning that, there was some, what was going on. I didn't really get get a good look at the parasite or the the alien or whatever I was supposed to believe it was at the beginning, before the doctor says now time you know, it's time to cut the cancer out. I didn't really see what it was, so I didn't know yeah. what I was expecting. So I had this mystery the whole time of okay, what is going on? Is this all in her head? Is uh, Madison? actually the one who's killing everyone are we going to have that kind of lame twist where it was her all along and she just can't remember it because uh the amnesia which with the bang on the head she suffered which is then obviously tapping into domestic abuse she suffers a bang on the head which awakens gabriel i'm thinking has james wan thrown a curveball uh which is what i i came out of the cinema thinking that the bang on the head is that meant to mislead people into thinking that she's out there doing these killings and she just has no recollection I liked the fact that they went with that angle to me personally, and it ended up being something which I just did not conceive uh, of 
of a conjoined tw- parasitic twin. I had no idea that was coming. I did not see that. And the fact that they made it so damn OP as well. I mean, Gabriel was absolutely wrecking shop. And to the point where yeah. when I was watching it, I'm thinking, how, how do they stop this? And then came the way that she did stop it. And well, I know you had a good time, a uh, good giggle at this film. I have to admit, as much as I gave the film the thumbs up and I've um, given it the giallo look vibes as well, and I've said that it's no different to those horrors of the 80s, which aren't very good, but we love them anyway. That scene at the end where she confronts Gabriel and puts the damn thing in mental prison. She puts uh. it in a mental cell, but then closes the door and the damn thing comes up to the cell and starts screaming, I'll, I'll, I'll be back for you or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'll be ready. I was like, yeah. that, that is abysmal we don't care how much i enjoyed this film that bit was abysmal and i do think and i would have preferred as well in the film if they just gone ahead and you know had gabriel shoot her sister and then killed her mother because then i think it just it adds a tragic layer to the film as well if you're going to go all out if you're going to go gonzo and go bonkers you know have have him wipe everybody out have this thing which is attached to our protagonist be the one who kills the sister who we're meant to bond with and the mother yeah. who is just kind of coming around and is like oh no uh, we, we, everything can be okay I would have preferred also, if they'd gone down that route I thought they were going to go the fight club route and have her like shoot herself in the head to like hit him you, you know like, yeah. take him out that not necessarily like, killing herself but you know like like if I shoot just like this I'll survive but you won't kind of thing and uh, that didn't happen um, yeah so much of it is is bonkers. It's nonsensical um, as well, which is horror. Most of horror, you know. Sometimes sure. you have to go in, and I'm, this isn't this isn't a slant at you or anyone, but I mean, with horror, sometimes you do have to go in and suspend the old disbelief because of yeah. what's happening. But even I, I mean, this was nonsensical. The Blake, the Blake Snyder rule for that, which again is debatable because mm-hmm. writing yeah. is an art. But this idea of like, if you're asking me to suspend my disbelief, and then you're asking me to suspend my disbelief more and then more. At some point, it, you're asking too much for me to, to have to do that much heavy lifting, and yeah, that was like with that. my criticism about like the lightning and the, or not the, the lighting and all of that. Like it's like too much, and so, like it, the mind prison is a lot on itself. But then he's also superpower. You know, there's so many little things that kind of add up, and then you do have some kind of very like cliche archetypal written characters that feel a little off. There were some really funny lines though. I'm trying to remember she had one line. Oh, um, when she calls her Wikipedia Brown, that killed me because I grew up <laughs> yeah. loving encyclopedia Brown, the, like the book. So like hearing it updated to Wikipedia Brown, I died. I was like, Oh, that's great. That's a good joke. I'm in on that one. Like I'm hundred percent on that. But yeah. So again, I also, as much as I was like, I quickly on the spoiler episode went hard on the things I didn't like. I still had some fun with this movie. So I don't think this is a like avoid like the plague kind of rating for me. It's just, it's, you can't sit here and say it's a great movie. No, you can have a great time with it. And I think that's completely acceptable. I had a good time with it. I think it's a mostly a lot of bad stuff in the movie with some really great visuals. I think there's some strong visuals in this. movie, And that's the interesting thing is that's exactly how I ended my review is that it's not, it ain't a great movie, but I did have a great time. And it's funny though, that I, we both had the same, you know, that kind of same experience at the end or certainly, um, end outcome. However, you know, I was more satisfied than you, despite the fact that we both acknowledge mm-hmm. kind of the same things. It's, it's interesting how, how that happens. So, um, yeah, 
it, you know, it's, it's divisive, but I'm here for that. Am I going to rush out to watch it again anytime soon? I, I doubt it. But I may buy yeah. a Blu-ray when it comes out when it's cheaper. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm glad I saw it at the theatre, and it probably helped the experience. I did see it at the theater as well. And ours was mostly empty. It was just, uh, my, my two friends. And then, um, I think there was a couple behind us. It uh, was pretty full. Oh, see, well, we went night. early on a Saturday though. We went like okay. at 12 o'clock on was Saturday. a Friday night horror film. That's uh, usually going to get a crowd. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's it folks. That's our spoiler review of malignant. The new James Wan film that is in theaters and on HBO max, uh, right now for at least 30 days, that's the HBO max model. And then it will come back at some point. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts, so you can reach out to us on social media. We are on all of the social channels. Um, on Instagram, we are Bloody Awesome Movie Pod, and on Twitter, uh, we are at Bamp underscore Podcast B A M P underscore Podcast. And you can find us elsewhere, but at BurkeReviews.com, you can find me on the socials and BurkeReviews.com just for all of my reviews that I do sometimes write. Matt, where can they find <laughs> you? Same sometimes. What I watch tonight.co.uk and what I watch tonight across all the socials and the letterbox too. And if you like what we're doing, we ask that you take just a quick minute and rate and review the podcast. It helps other listeners find us. Um, In the meantime, I say keep watching movies. And stay bloody awesome.